beautiful shores Once arrayed in highest splendor Now in poverty adorned He is Jesus, God made mortal Word and flesh, the light of life From a throne room to a stable Hope is born this holy
Reaching down. 
inside an infant's chest The infinite incarnate in a virgin's hands The radiance of the Father in the Son of Man Behold the peace that pierced the night
the sovereign of heaven whom angels adore is wrapped in the weakness of our mortal frame the little lord jesus asleep on the
Amen. Would you stand to your feet and let's sing together? Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. No more sins and sorrows grow. Nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings known. Far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as the curse is found. He rules the world. And makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love, and wonders of his love, and wonders, wonders of his love. Amen. Let's give him praise. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds kept their watching, or silent flocks by night, Behold, throughout the heavens, there shone a holy light. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain, that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds feared and trembled, when low above the earth rang out the angel chorus that hailed our Savior's birth. Go 
tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Down in a lonely manger, the humble Christ was born. God sent our salvation that blessed Christmas morn. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen.
Well, good morning and welcome to Hebron Baptist Church. We exist to glorify God by inviting every person to take their next steps towards Christ. My name is Alan, and it is such a joy to worship with you all today. I hope your Christmas season is going well. It's just such a joy to remember what God has done, sending his son to become flesh, God with us. Well, if you are a guest with us today, we want to extend a special welcome to you. We're so glad that you're here. Thank you for joining us, whether in person or at home. Welcome. We would love to get to know you. And one way that you can do that is if, you, if you'd like to, you can pull out a Connect card. It looks like this. It's in the pew right in front of you. If you would fill this out, this will let us know how we can be serving you, how we can be praying for you. And after service, if you leave through these center doors, you can turn left. You'll see our Next Steps desk there. You can turn that Connect card in. There'll be a smiling face. We'll be happy to greet you, answer any questions that you may have, and have a free gift for you. So welcome to our guests. As always, we like to encourage our faithful worship through giving. If you'd like to give, there's a few ways that you can do that also. Um, one way is by pulling out a card that looks like this. It's also right in front of you. It's called an online giving card. You can scan that QR code on there. That'll take you to our online giving page. If you prefer to give a gift here in person, there are boxes on the back wall. You can also write to P.O. Box 92, Hebron, Kentucky, 41048. Or if you'd like, you can drop into the office Monday through Thursday, 9 to 430, or Friday, 9 to noon. In addition, as you know, we've had tornadoes in Kentucky in the last few weeks, and if you'd like, part of your gift can go to support that cause, helping those affected by those tornadoes. If you go onto our webpage, you can select that as a drop-down option that you want some of your gift to go to that cause, or if you're writing a check, just make a note of that on the check. All righty, we're going to transition now to a moment of prayer, so I invite you to please pray with me. Good morning, Father. Lord, as we reflect upon the Christmas season and the reality of God the Son becoming flesh and living on this world, we are humbled with gratitude that you, God on high, would come and walk among us. Lord, you've been so kind to us. It is overwhelming. You have, you have reached out to us who have turned against you. Lord, we have sinned so much against you, and yet your response to us has been kindness. It's been closeness. It's been radical rescue. You have come pursuing us, even to the point of death, dying in our place, so that we could be brought near to you, new, forgiven. Thank you, God. Thank you for the radical rescue mission that you went on in the ministry of Jesus. And Lord, this morning we pray that you would make us like you, that you would shape our hearts and our passions to look like yours, that you would ignite in us a deeper passion for the lost souls around us, that so many more would come to know you, Lord, that you would use us as a light in this world, drawing many to you, especially in this, this time of Christmas, Lord, where we're around family members that we don't see often, where songs about you are played in secular places, Lord. We pray that you would open a door for us to share your love. As we think, Lord, of our core value of urgent evangelism, we pray that that would take even a deeper hold on our hearts during this Christmas season. Father, we pray not only for ourselves, but we pray for Redeeming Life Church in Utah. Uh, we, we thank you so much for our brothers and sisters there worshiping you even this morning. We pray for Pastor Brian Catherman. We pray your blessing upon him, upon the leadership of the church, upon every member of that church. Be with them, Lord, as they desire to reach many to know you in a dark area, Lord. Would you please bless the outreach of this church, and in this Christmas season, refresh them as they remember the truth 
of Emmanuel, you coming to be among us. Let them sense your closeness with them now. Lord, we lift up to a number of our church members who are dealing with sicknesses of different kinds. We ask that you would have mercy, that you would bring healing. We pray specifically for Linda Davis continuing to heal. Lord, we pray for the Davis family, for Jim, for everyone in their family. Please draw them near to you in this time. Let them know your closeness and your love. And we do pray for physical healing for Linda. Father, I want to pray for Joy Budai uh, and for, for her mother, Claire May, also with the passing of Joy's husband, Carl. We pray that you would be so close and minister to this family in this hard time, especially with Christmas around the corner. Please be ever present with this family. We also pray for Art Snyder, Lord, who's in the hospital with pneumonia, also has cancer. We beg that you would do a miracle in Art's body and his life. Please be with him, be with Donna. Please be with them now, Lord. We pray also for Paulette Shock, Lord, as she's in the hospital with COVID. Thank you that we've gotten good reports of her doing better. We pray that that would continue to be the case, that you would bring healing to her. And please, in this time, let her know your closeness. Finally, we pray for Jeremy Wilson, Lord, both of his parents having COVID, his dad being in the hospital. Please bring healing to Jeremy's parents. Thank you for what a blessing the Wilson family is here. We just pray that you will be with Jeremy as he cares for his parents, as he travels to Indiana to be in the hospital with his father. Please be so near to them. Lord, we also want to pray for those affected by the tornado in Kentucky and across the United States. Please, Lord, in this time of grief, we pray that your church would rise up and minister, that this would be an occasion for your gospel to go forth, that you would bring physical healing, that you would do miracles, Lord. Please work in the hearts of those affected by this tornado. Finally, Lord, we come to you with the greatest um, challenge that we have, and that is our sin. We have separated ourselves from you because of our sin. We have all fallen short of your glory. And we thank you for the amazing gift that especially we think of at Christmas, that that's not where our story ends. But you have turned it around in a beautiful way by sending your son who never sinned. We thank you for the perfect life of Jesus, for his faithfulness on the cross as he died for our sins. And we confess to you now, Lord, many sins that we committed this past week, this past morning even, that he took for us on the cross. We pray that you would wash us clean by his precious blood. And we thank you for the power of his resurrection, that he rose from the grave. We pray that that would be our source of life and love today. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. And as we've confessed our sins to him, hear this good news that we're going to be singing in a moment. Now you hear of endless bliss. Jesus Christ was born for this. He has opened heaven's door, and man is blessed forevermore. And, and then the third verse, Now ye need not fear the grave. Jesus Christ was born to save. Calls you one and calls you all to gain his everlasting hall. Would you stand to your feet, and let's rejoice together. Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. If ye heed to what we say, Jesus Christ is born today. Men and peace before him bow, and he is in the manger now. Christ is born today. Christ is born today. Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Now ye hear of endless bliss. 
Jesus Christ is born for this. He has opened heaven's door, and man is blessed forevermore. Christ was born for this. Christ was born for this. Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Now he need not fear the grave. Jesus Christ was born to save. Calls you one and calls you all to gain his everlasting home. Christ was born to save. Christ was born to save. Amen. Do you believe that? Just say amen. Let's continue worshiping together. You may be seated. 
Good morning, I'm Pastor Sean. Let's, uh, what a, uh, I am just so overwhelmed and thankful for the ministry of the music ministry today. Wasn't that been a blessing? Let's just thank them for all their work. And thankful for Mark and his leadership to point us to Jesus uh, this Christmas season. So we're very thankful for that. Uh, we are going to be reading from the fourth chapter of Ruth. If you would like to follow along in a pew Bible, it's page 231 in the pew Bible in front of you. Or if you turn into your devices or your copy of God's Word, uh, Ruth chapter 4. It's the chapter right before 1 Samuel begins. So if you find that, maybe that will help, help you as you turn to it. We are closing up our series in Ruth uh, today as we... Uh, know that the Lord has blessed us as we've looked at this story and events in the life of Bethlehem uh, a thousand years before the birth of Christ. And in the, uh, we see that God was at work, sovereignly working to provide for Naomi and Ruth. And in the same way, God worked through time sovereignly to save us from our sin by bringing a Redeemer. Today, we're going to be looking at that, the blessing of a Christmas Redeemer. Today we see Boaz as he takes the, uh, takes the mantle of Redeemer for the family. We see that we also have a great Redeemer who has saved us from our sins. So let us read uh, together in Ruth chapter 4. Boaz went to the gate of the town and sat down there. Soon the family Redeemer Boaz had spoken about came by. Boaz said, come over here and sit down. So he went over and sat down. Then Boaz took ten men of the town's elders and said, Sit here. And they sat down. He said to the Redeemer, Naomi, who has returned from the territory of Moab, is selling a portion of the field that belonged to our brother Elimelech. I thought I should inform you. Buy it back in the presence of those seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. But if you want to redeem it, do it. But if you do not want to redeem it, tell me so that I will know because there isn't anyone other than you to redeem it, and I am next after you. I want to redeem it, he answered. Then Boaz said, On the day you buy the field from Naomi, you will acquire Ruth the, Mo the Moabitess, the wife of the deceased man, to perpetuate the man's name on his property. The Redeemer replied, I can't redeem it myself, or I will ruin my own inheritance. Take my, the right of my redemption, because I can't redeem it. At an earlier period in Israel, a man removed his sandal and gave it to the other party in order to make any matter legally binding concerning the right of redemption or the exchange of property. This was the method of legally binding a transaction in Israel. So the Redeemer removed his sandal and said to Boaz, Buy back the property yourself. Boaz said to the elders and all the people, You are witnesses today that I am buying from Naomi everything that belonged to Elimelech, Kilion and Malon. I have also acquired Ruth of Moabitess, Malon's widow, as my wife, to perpetuate the deceased man's name on his property so that his name will not disappear among his relatives or from the gate of his hometown. You are witnesses today. All the people who were at the city gate, including the elders, said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is entering your house like Rachel and Leah, who together build the house of Israel. May 
You be powerful in Ephrathah, and your name well known in Bethlehem. May your house become like the house of Perez, the son of Tamar, born to Judah, because of the offspring the Lord will give you by this young woman. Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. He slept with her, and the Lord granted conception to her, and she gave birth to a son. The woman said, the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you without a family redeemer today. May his name become well known in Israel. He will renew your love, life, and sustain you in your old age. Indeed, your daughter-in-law who loves you and is better to you than seven sons has given birth to him. Naomi took the child, placed him on her lap, and became his nanny. The neighbor women said, A son has been born to Naomi, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now these things are family records of Perez. Perez fathered Hezron. Hezron fathered Ram. Ram fathered Anemadad. Anemadad fathered Nashim. Nashim fathered Salmon. Salmon fathered Boaz. Boaz fathered Obed. Obed fathered Jesse. And Jesse fathered David. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, today we are blessed to be in your house because this is the house of the redeemed. And because we are gathered here, we are brothers and sisters knowing that we have trusted and put our faith in you. And Lord, in knowing this, we gather as much as we, our hearts has swelled, our voices has rung, Lord, we pray that this was all praise to your wonderful name. But we, Lord, know that nothing can be done today except by your spirit. And we pray, God, that you would change our hearts, that through your word you would change our minds and lives, and that there would be someone here, Lord, who does not know you, that has not accepted you as the Redeemer of Christmas. I pray, Lord, I plead with you, Lord, that today would be the day you would draw them to yourself, and today would be the day of their salvation. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus is not, excuse me, Christmas is not as cute and cuddly as we have made it out to be. Hold on, something's going on here. Do y'all hear that? Okay, so do I. Let me fix it. out of my system now okay <laughs> I just wanted to get it all out all right okay take two Christmas is not cuddly <laughs> like the nativity scenes and the story that we make it out to be Christmas is really the beginning of a war story it's about God enacting revenge on his enemy and its followers Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. This proto-evangelion, this good news before the good news in creation was that God is saying that the Redeemer would come to crush the head of the serpent, to crush Satan, and to crush the enemies of God. This is the beginning of a war story. That the Savior would come to redeem his people, not by conventional means, but by the cross 
and giving up his life. Galatians 4, 4 through 5 said, Then when the time of completion came, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoptions as sons. Doesn't quite sound like rocking around the Christmas tree, does it? It doesn't really sound like chestnuts roasting on an open fire. This is a de declaration of war, that the Redeemer has come to go into the darkness, to reclaim those for the light, to redeem those who are under the law. This is, this is not a, 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 a cutesy story. This sounds more like John McClain and Nakatomi Plaza taking hostages back. This is the greatest story of all time that Christmas is a redeemer come to redeem those who are under the law of death and to bring them to life. But it doesn't stop there. This is God who is coming to bring those who are not slaves anymore and not those who are outside of the family, but that we would receive adoptions as sons, no longer slaves. This is the good news of Christmas. And none of this would be happening if Jesus had not come, if that God in his knowledge and his sovereignty had not planned before time, that he would come in human form to live a perfect life, to die on the cross, to be raised to life and set us and give the price for freedom. Christmas is about a redeemer. And here in chapter 4 of Ruth, we see that Boaz takes on the mantle of Redeemer. He selflessly pays the price for Naomi and Ruth that they would be freed from hunger and homelessness. And the story of God sovereignly looking, working things for their good and also for the lineage of the future Redeemer to come. Now I'm reading this passage and I must say that I see this term kinsman redeemer kinsman redeemer and we've talked a, a little bit about it over the last few weeks but we know that the re term redeemer and christ being that redeemer is important to us at christmas but also important to us in the story and events of the life of ruth what is the redeemer well the term redeemer was something that was baked in the cake, so to speak. It's in the DNA of the redemption story. It is in the, the story and no knowledge of Israel that they were once slaves and God sent a redeemer. I believe that we talked a lot about that this, this calendar year as we looked in the book of Exodus. We know that this redeemer, through plagues and, and other things, God redeemed his people from slavery so that they would be set free. And God said in his law that he too wanted them to be redeemers themselves. In the law, there was an opportunity for the redeemer of a family to, to help out the, and redeem those in his family. So, for example, a redeemer could be used if there was a family, an Israelite family who had become very poor, and that they had to sell their land to survive. The nearest redeemer or kinsman redeemer had the responsibility of buying the property and buying it so that it would maintain and stay maintained in the family for ownership and restoration for the family later. Also, 
if someone had become poor and they couldn't make ends meet, they couldn't pay their bills, that they would go into slavery, not in the form of of persecuted or forced slavery that we know about in, in our history, but in slavery to know that they had someone else that they had to depend on, that they had to be slaves or servants to this person because there was no credit cards, there was no line of credit, there was no loans, there was nothing that they had to, to work to gain and to provide for their family. And so... One rich relative, a kinsman redeemer, could buy their freedom, could give them redemption. But in this case, what we read about in Ruth was about a kinsman redeemer who, uh, if a man died leaving his widow without children, which was the situation of both Ruth and Naomi, the nearest male relative had to step in to marry his widow, enable her to have children so that they could inherit the father's property and keep it in the family. That's a third kind of redemption. Brother and sister, we see this, we see this activity of redemption in the law that would point us to a coming redeemer. And right now, as we sing carols and we sing of his birth and we think of Christmas, we need to think of Jesus, our redeemer. We need to be praiseworthy and bring praise to God for the redemption he has brought in our lives from freeing us from death, freeing us from, from sin, and be grateful that God was not inactive but instead stepped into the world and took on redemption himself. Maybe this Christmas you're far from God and you wonder about the future of, of salvation Maybe you would like some joy in your world or peace on earth or some silent night, but you know spiritually deep down that you don't have any. Well, brother and sister, hear this. Christ came as a redeemer to redeem you, to save you from your sins, to free you that you might come to know him as Lord and Savior, that you would have eternal life. Christ came in the world to redeem you as well as consider this as Boaz, a redeemer. Uh, we must be floored in the fact that Jesus is our redeemer. And as we think through this, we see and read through this text, we see three characteristics of a redeemer that was in Bethlehem in Ruth's day that we can look forward to the born, the redeemer born in Bethlehem, Jesus our Lord. Let us look at these three characteristics and what we receive the blessing from our Redeemer. Number one, if you're taking notes on your phone or on a piece of paper or in your bulletin or at home, the Redeemer paid the price. The Redeemer paid the price. Now, as we are reading through the book of Ruth, we, each act of the story helps us to see the full picture. In, act, in Ruth chapter 3, we are left with kind of a cliffhanger remember that Boaz alerts Ruth and Naomi that there is a kinsman redeemer closer than him that has the right to buy the property and so at chapter three we don't know what's going to happen now if you've read it through you kind of know the end of the story but you know that we don't really know what's going to happen in Ruth chapter four uh, in, in the end of chapter three Boaz says this day I will do something about it. Naomi says he will not rest until he has brought this matter 
to peace. Well, right to his word, in Boaz's character, godly character that we've read about him, he gets right to work on this issue. He goes to the city gate. In those days, the city gate was a place where people gathered to do business and to, and to work things out. And so he uh, went to the city gate. He knew the elders would be there. And he waited for the redeemer, the kinsman redeemer that was closer to him to walk by. He grabbed him and said, come over here. Let's sit down. Let's do business. And they, they sort of came together for a, a business deal. But here we see two people coming together, one who claimed the Redeemer status and one who didn't. Now, in the, in the, he, the relative that was closer to, uh, to Naomi than Boaz, and the original Hebrew is sort of uh, kind of an idiom that we would use, sort of uh, Mr. Such-and-Such or Mr. So-and-So. He was never given a name in Scripture. As a matter of fact, to the point that the writer went even beyond to make sure that his name was not included in the text. That Mr. So-and-so came about to uh, this deal. So what happened was, is Boaz came with Mr. So-and-so, and Mr. So-and-so says, Hey, Mr. So-and-so, you have this opportunity to buy this land, to buy this property. And he said, Oh, yeah, I want that. I want the property. And then Boaz said, but it's not just the property. It's Ruth the Moabitess that you need to take upon yourself, that you would honor the line of Naomi, that you would help her conceive a child, and that they would hold this property in their name of Elimelech. Mr. So-and-so says, I can't do this. This would mess up my inheritance. Mr. So-and-so, when he was given an opportunity to do what was right under the law, chose a matter of prudence and wisdom over doing what was right. You see, he calculated financially what it would mean for him to do this. When it says that it would mess up his inheritance, he probably had children already, and this would have div divided his inheritance and his net worth even more. To him, this was a matter of dollar and cents, but to God, it was a matter of meeting a need. We often think and act like Mr. So-and-so. We are back to the conventional wisdom that was mentioned in the previous chapters. We size up the situations and figure out not what God has called us to do, but what's best for us. We play it safe instead of protecting our own and protect our own interests and agendas. We don't seek first the kingdom of God, but we worry ourselves about all these things. And such an approach does not honor God. It puts our interests ahead of what God's interests might be. The anonymity of Mr. So-and-so is telling. There is no future in a life devoted to self and playing it safe. Here was a man who had an opportunity to redeem, to help, to nourish a family, to do what God had given them an opportunity to do. And he has only found himself forgotten. How often do we think in these terms? Is this decision the best for me? 
Or is this best how God wants me to act? I can't serve at church because I'm just too busy for other things. Well, I certainly can't give money to missions or to the cause of Christ or to the church because I have so many other things that are more important. I'm going to take this job. Yes, it will take me away from my family. Yes, it will take me away from my church. But financial stability is more important than a life honoring God. By contrast, Boaz was willing to absorb personal loss to do what was right to honor God. He modeled faithfulness to the law, compassion to the needy. He showed in the same way that he was willing to take a loss for the sake of the Lord. In the same way, Jesus Christ paid the price for us. He paid by his life. By paying for our death, by dying in our place, Jesus counted the cost and paid the price to redeem us. Jesus is the ultimate redeemer because he paid that price for us. 1 Peter 1, 18-19 says, For you know that you were redeemed from your empty way of life, inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of an unblemished, spotless lamb. In Bethlehem, Boaz redeemed Ruth by, re, by securing the land with a sacrificial money. A thousand years later, a babe was born in Bethlehem that would redeem the world. One would, would give his life for it. B.B. Warfield observed, there was no one of the titles of Christ which is more precious to the Christian hearts than Redeemer. It gives expression not merely of our sense that we have received salvation from him, but also to our appreciation of what it cost him to procure this salvation for us. Whenever we pronounce it, the cross is placarded before our eyes and our hearts are filled with loving remembrance, not only that Christ has given us salvation, but that he paid a mighty price for us. No other religion no other leader claims to give their life for their followers but God through Jesus Christ willingly gave himself to redeem us those of us under the law those of us under the penalty of death he gave himself to redeem us and this gift of Christmas means that we are more redeemed that we are forgiven of our sins and that we have a blessed hope in Christ. Amen? Number two, the Redeemer creates a family of all people. The Redeemer creates a family of all people. Verse 11 through 17, we see what happens that, that those, the, the, those who, these uh, elders and the people who had gathered there to kind of watch what was going on. I mean, you see a business transaction going on, you kind of get a little nosy, you kind of see what's going on. You see Boaz, you've heard of Ruth, you've heard of Naomi, all this stuff. So there, there was a crowd there and these people, these onlookers, proclaimed a blessing over Boaz. 
They said, may the Lord make the woman who has entered this house like Rachel and Leah and build a house of Israel. May your name be powerful in Ephrathah and your name well known in Bethlehem. May your house become like the house of Perez, the son of Tamar, born to Judah because the offspring the Lord will give you by the young woman. At the conclusion of this deal, at the city gates and onlookers proclaim this blessing. And this blessing is that may a family result that is well known, as well known as Rachel and Leah, but also of Perez, son of Tamar. Interestingly, this story unites the story of, of Israel with the story of the birth of Jesus. The story, uh, Ruth bears a child, we know. And this truly becomes a blessing from God because what do we learn in chapter 1? That both Ruth and her sister-in-law could not have children to continue the line. But in her faithfulness and in what God has done through her faithfulness that God blesses them with a child. These women following and trusting in God, God blessed them with this child and created a family, the, Re the Redeemer. Interestingly, these women are mentioned by the onlookers and the elders are the same women that are mentioned later in the lineage of Jesus in Matthew. In Matthew's lineage, there are five women mentioned. Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, and Mary. This is not ordinary because when you look at the, or, the, the lives and lineage of people they only followed the father but in this i believe that it shows the scope of the redemption of god's plan his sovereignty to connect every person every life that he used to bring about the redemption of god's people god sought to redeem men and women who were bound by the law and so therefore god used both men and women to bring about this task Men and women are crucial to God's story. So your lives are crucial to God's story. Specifically, if we look for these five names, we also see that God used non-perfect people. Of the women mentioned, Tamar. What did Tamar do? Well, to make it a little more PG, Tamar tricked her father-in-law to help her conceive a child, Judah which Judah is the lineage and line of Jesus. This is not something that people would praise her about, but God used this to bring about the salvation of God. Rahab was a Canaanite prostitute that she helped Jericho's spies to, to go out. This was a woman who had a seedy past, but who was she? She was Boaz's mom. What does this reveal to us? That all of us, with a checkered past and lots of sin are used by God and his sovereign plan and he loves us. We also see here the focus on Ruth. Matthew chapter 1 verse 5 Salmon fathered Boaz by Rahab Boaz fathered Obed by Ruth Obed fathered Jesse. Do not forget something about Ruth. She fathered the coming, she mothered the, the coming king. 
She mothered Jesse, who would be the father of David. But who was Ruth? She was a Moabite. She was someone outside. So was Rahab. So was Tamar. They were Canaanites. These were women who were not Israelites, not part of God's special family, that, that God used these people as well, that the Moabitess woman would be part of God's plan, must leap off the page of anyone who understands God's law. How could this be? The Moabites, who were they? They were terrible people. They sent Balaam, the prophet, to destroy Israel uh, 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 when they came in uh, to the promised land. Uh, Balaam to prophesy destruction on Israel. That, that they, they sent people to fight Israel. These people were enemies of the Jewish people. Why would God now bless a Moabite woman in this way? Because she trusted in God. She said to Ruth, Ruth said to Naomi, your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. She trusted in God to be a part of his plan. R Ruth is a woman who appears to sincerely desire and follow Yahweh the Lord and take refuge in him. Like Rahab the Canaanite, she appears to be genuinely converted and incorporated into God's people. Do you see this? That all of us have a part of God's plan? Not just to save the Jews, not to just to save the Israelites, not to save a specific people, but to all peoples of the earth. That this Christ of heaven has come. 1 John 4, 14 says, And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son as the world's Savior. The Bible tells us and shows us that the Great Commission is us spreading the good news to all peoples of the earth. That it is a message and, and a salvation, not just to one set of people, but to all people. And that we know that heaven is filled one day from, with people from every tongue, nation, and tribe. Revelation 7, 9 says, After this I looked, and there is a vast multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language, which no one could number, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. Brothers and sisters, don't we see that this is a, a God who redeems the world for him? That you, whether you're man or woman, or you're from America or from another country, or whether you're a sinner or you're still a sinner, we're all sinners, but God came to redeem all of us. And in this, we see that God richly provides for us, doesn't he? That we are blessed, I believe, to see a snapshot of this in just a small way here at Hebron Baptist Church. That we have members from our congregation not just from America, but descendants from all over the globe, that we can praise God that we have just a little foretaste of heaven, that we know that just in this little local church, God's kindness is evident to us, and that God is using us to take his redemption story to people all over the earth. And it is a challenge to us at Christmas that we must share the gospel to those who are not like us. That we must be Christians who don't share the gospel just with people like ourselves, but, 
but people who are not like us, different races, those who look different, those who are different family background, those who are at a different station than us, that we would have no privilege to, or partiality to hold back the good news from someone, but instead that we are reminded that we were outside the family, but God came to redeem us. That we were sinners, and God's good news saved us. That we are not Jewish people, that God came to save the whole world. That we are people redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And that good news, if it's good news for us, it's good news for everyone. And we should celebrate this good news, that it is changing and bringing and redeeming the nations to God. And we get to be a part of that. Praise God that he is building a family that people from all over the world, all over the country, from every walk of life are brought into the family of God through Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Finally, number three, the Redeemer, Boaz, is a part of God's plan to bring the king to save his people. In verse 18 through 22, your favorite thing in mine, a lineage list. We usually, don't, come on, let's be honest. Well, you're, not you, because you guys are more spiritual than me. Because when you read through your Bibles, you really slow down in these lists, and you take in every name. Y'all are better than me. But I know that y'all study this very good. But there is a lineage list, and it's important. Perez fathered Hezron. Hezron fathered Ram. Ram fathered Amimadab. Amimadab fathered Nation. Nation fathered Salmon. Salmon fathered Boaz. Boaz fathered Obed. Wait, Obed fathered Jesse. Okay, I'm starting. That name, I know that name. Jesse. Okay, and then Jesse fathered David. This lineage is again a reminder that the Redeemer is working a sovereign plan for us. That everything is under the directive of of his hand. It is not happenstance or luck. Right? Amen? Okay, we know we learned that last week. It is under the sovereign plan of God. Christ, the one redeemer, promised through Abraham, through the tribe of Judah, through the lineage of David, has come, and that person is Jesus Christ. The Bible didn't even stop there. That this lineage, this passage, these people would play a part of, of giving birth to the Savior of the world. The Bible even prophesies that Bethlehem would be his birthplace. Right? Micah 5.2, Bethlehem Ephrathah, you are small among the clans of Judah. One will come from you, the ruler over Israel for me. His origin is from antiquity from ancient times. Here we have God's plan coming together. The person, the family, the lineage, the place that God would bring about the Redeemer. This, the baby of Salmon, the baby of Obed. Obed's son, Jesse. Jesse's son, David. read this I just am overwhelmed by a God who would write a story of redemption like this that the grandfather 
great-grandfather of David, Boaz, is recorded for us to see. His example of redemption, the one that would bring the redemption of the world. And David, the king that God would give his people, a man after his own heart. Was David a perfect king? No, but his lineage brings about the ultimate king. He was not a perfect king, but he, has, he was one who has, was after God's own heart. He reflected the character and dying commitment to God, just like his grandparents, great-grandparents. And the image of these proud great-grandparents understanding that this king had come from them. And maybe, we know David was also a songwriter, right? We turn to songs. We see many of the songs that he did proclaiming Jesus, proclaiming of God, his refuge and strength, and all these wonderful things that David had wrote to proclaim the good news of God. I'm sure that grandparents, Ruth and Boaz, probably had a warm spot for Psalm chapter, Psalm 36, verse 7. How priceless your faithful love is, God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. The faithfulness of Ruth and Boaz. Boaz, who said to Ruth, Ruth, take refuge under the wings of God. Ruth to Boaz, I want to be under your wings and under the shadow of your wings to take care of. Grandson David, may we all be under the wings of God. This lineage is a recording of a future king, a suffering servant of Christ the Lord, the one king who would give himself up for his people, who like a lamb who would be led to slaughter, who would be bruised and killed for our iniquities. This king is coming, but this king would give himself for us. He would go so that we would not have to experience death and hell, but would be killed as a gift salvation. Daniel Palmer, who's a pastor in Virginia, observed this. This son of promise is Jesus, who is from Bethlehem like Boaz, Obed, and David. Jesus became a man to be a near enough relative to die for our sins. Jesus is the worthy man who did not sin through faced with great temptation. Jesus is a redeemer who paid the high price of his life for our redemption. Jesus is the husband who marries those who were merely, formerly his enemies and takes them as his own church. Jesus is the servant like Obed who does what is required to give otherwise dead people a share in his resurrection. As the bread of life, he satisfies the empty who come to him and he can do it all because he is the king who conquered death and will never die again. Amen. This is the redemption, and this is the redeemer we need at Christmas. If you have been redeemed, you about him at Christmas. You must be experiencing and proclaiming the joy that it is that you have come to know him and have been redeemed by him. Brother or sister, you have come to be redeemed as nothing in yourself, but only by the grace and the goodness of the Redeemer who has come. But if you are here today and you are far from God, you could receive this same joy today by trusting Him.
You can receive this joy of knowing him. You can receive the joy of knowing that one has taken You can know that this joy of being forgiven of your sins by just believing and trusting in faith today. Brothers and sisters, may we know and celebrate and experience the Redeemer, Christ, who was born. Just as we have sung earlier today, we know this Redeemer has come into the world, that this Redeemer has saved, that this Redeemer, the King, saved and died for, died for us. That we can sing this, Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth, all of us, receive our King. Let every heart prepare Him room, and heaven and nature sing. May that be our chorus of singing joyfully for the Redeemer this Christmas. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the story and reminder of a great Redeemer who has come. Lord, may we who have received him and his gifts, may we, Lord, celebrate this joy this Christmas. May we tell of his great joy this Christmas. May we be encouraged by this joy of a Redeemer at Christmas. And may we live for him. Heavenly Father, we also pray by your Spirit that you would draw near those who do not know you, that they could this Christmas for the first time sing joy to the world, a Savior is born. God, work in us and through us. Change us and save us. In God's, your Son's precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Would you stand to your feet and let's sing together.
seated. We're going to show a video here in a second, and this is a family that is uh, one of the many families that we would support through our Lottie Moon Christmas offering. So let's watch this video together. Hello, friends. Here we are in Southeast Asia at the live nativity scene. Thank you so much for praying for this presentation so many people can hear about the Christmas story for the first time. We're so thankful for you. Keep serving the Lord with all of your heart It's uh, customary at this time of year that we show our thankfulness to our paid staff of the church by providing them with a special gifts. So as I call your name, if you'd come up, uh, Pastor Sean, Mark, Teresa, 
some of them may, may not be here. So, And uh, why don't you join me in thanking them for their hard work. We, church wouldn't operate without them. an honor to serve you all we have a church family we get more blessings than we give we know that so we're very thankful for that uh, a couple quick things christmas eve service six o'clock we hope that you will enjoy, uh, join us then bring your family and friends uh, to that start your holiday off right uh, by coming together you kind of see the snapshot of some of the things in store for our christmas eve so we hope to see you all there we do have a business meeting uh, on uh, right after the service we'll give you about 15 minutes to get the kids downstairs and allow everybody to come up well maybe 10 minutes we'll see how it goes uh, but uh, we have uh, some important matters to discuss so we hope that you will uh, stay for that it's really encouraging that you come and important that you stay and, and be part of that process uh, Tuesday if you can please come to be a part of the fiscal court meeting at 530 they will be deciding the matter that we've been talking about for months now, uh, six months almost, uh, and so this will be kind of the, uh, the grand finale, I would say, and so uh, the more that is there, unfortunately this is a political thing, and so when they know that the constituents are there, they can be persuaded by that, so we hope that you can come 5.30 on Tuesday. <coughs> Excuse me. Something more uh, important. Uh, with all the devastation or the tornadoes, uh, the NKBA is taking uh, gifts of gift certificates and toys, brand new toys. If you imagine, lots of those families had homes and all their shopping and everything disrupted. And so that's one way that you can help out. So if you would like to just get one toy uh, for any age, it won't matter. It will get to the right person. But they are taking that Wednesday. So you, if you would like to do that, it needs to be here by noon on Tuesday. If you want to get a gift card, if you want to get a toy, uh, or if you just want to donate to the Tornado Relief, you can do that through our church by, by signifying that on your envelope or online. That's one of the drop-down options for giving. So if you can do that by Wednesday at noon, it will be delivered. Uh, sorry, it has to be here Tuesday at noon, and it's going to be delivered Wednesday. So uh, if you want to participate, it's Tuesday at noon that it needs to be here. Uh, tw 2022 envelopes for giving are available. They are on the table out here. Is that right, Kay? Uh, in front of the office. If you do not see your envelope, uh, talk to Kay about it, and she will make sure that you have some. Many people use electronic giving. Some people use them still. If you use them regularly, they are available for you this morning. And then if you're a guest, thank you for being here today. This was a special service. We're glad that you were here, but it's special because you were here. So thanks for being here. If you would like to talk to me or any of our guest uh, welcomers, we are out at the Next Steps desk. Bring your completed card, and we have a gift waiting for you. Also, if you have a decision, you want to talk to someone about knowing, trusting Christ, or being baptized, we'd love to talk to you there as well. Thank you for being part of our service, and our, our meeting will start in about, how about say 10 minutes, all right? God bless.
Come on. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Just as a quick reminder. It's on. It's not muted. Check, 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 check. Check, 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 check. Check, 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 check. Hello, hello, hello. Check, 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 check. Check, 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 check. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. All right. I just want to tell you that if you have not gotten one of the handouts, there is a financial sheet there is a updated roster of leaders so if you got the uh, the only one that's different from last week is the officers and teachers list that is new today there are some updates on that so if you only had last week's this is the most recent one printed there are several pieces of information and one other handout that I'm going to put out there right now. So if you have not gotten these, make sure you get them. There you go. Yeah, that'd be great. Can you put those over there? Because then otherwise everybody's got to get back up again.
watching dad too much. All right, your one-minute warning. One-minute warning. to Mr. James. All right? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for worshiping you and allowing us to come together in your name. We're grateful for the Redeemer that came for us, and we live that way. Lord, be with us as we meet and speak through uh, items of concern for our church. May it all be to glorify you. Uh, every decision is so that we might be a more faithful and uh, uh, church to the Great Commission and may it all be to that end. In Jesus' name, amen. Test one. Okay, well, this is good? We're good? Okay. Um, so we will open uh, our regularly scheduled business meeting. And, Katie, do we have minutes from a prior meeting? I can bring this to you. Business meeting October the 3rd. James called the meeting to order. The minutes were read and approved with a motion by Al Van Dyke and seconded by Steve Kinman. Al Van Dyke reviewed the finance report. The August report was available, but the September report will be available later. Pastor Sean Dobbins presented the membership report and recommended to accept as members Josie Arnett, Derek Haddo, and Colin and Emily Faith Crawford. Motion carried. On the recommendation of the nominating committee, Don Sousa made a motion to accept these additions. Ron Morris to the building and grounds through 2022 and Lynn Dunbar to the Constitution Committee through 2022. Motion carried. On the recommendation of the Constitution Committee, Pastor Sean made a motion to accept the Constitution and bylaw changes as printed. The motion carried. On behalf of the trustees, Steve Kinman informed the church about the zoning change for the property next door. Everyone is requested to attend the meeting at the courthouse on Wednesday, October the 6th at 7 p.m. Pastor Sean made a motion that the trustees work with our lawyers through the fiscal court meeting. The motion was seconded by Al Van Dyke. The motion carried. No other business was presented. Mike Sousa made a motion to adjourn the meeting this was seconded by Al Van Dyke, the motion carried. A special called business meeting, December the 5th. James Pitts called the meeting to order. Steve Kinman, chairman of the trustees, gave information concerning the use of the property bordering the church. A final decision will be made by the physical court on Tuesday, December the 7th at 8.30. All members are invited to attend. After questions were answered, Clay Miller closed the meeting praying for the Lord's will in this situation.
break. Are there any um, additions, clarifications to the minutes as read? If not, um, I seek a motion to approve the minutes. Uh, Kyle Holbrook, uh, second. Uh, Jeremy Horn. Uh, all in favor, please say aye. Any opposed? Okay, minutes carried. And Pastor, with a membership report, I believe. I'm